Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Raising Good Humans. I'm Dr. Elisa Pressman, and today it's just us together. I wanted to do an episode that helps you answer some of the questions that you ask me on my Instagram DMs on at Raising Good Humans podcast, because what happens is I get hundreds of questions. I can only answer a few, and some of them I just know you can answer yourself if you have these simple steps rooted in science and just made a little bit easier to kind of walk you through how to manage parenting challenges, the ones that are non-threatening in the heat of the moment, no bears are chasing you, and you just want to figure out the best steps to get to the answer that you need. If you enjoy this kind of episode, please, it would be so wonderful if you could write a review You can go to Apple Podcasts and it shows you how to give a rating, ideally five stars. If you have something not so nice to say or criticism, maybe instead of doing it there, you could just DM me on Instagram at Raising Good Humans. But if you like this and you want more solo episodes that are just talking straight to you, just go ahead and put it in the review section, what you liked and what you want to see more of. And today's episode, we're going to do a quick mindfulness meditation practice to help you get centered to make the best decisions. Then I'm going to go through the seven steps that you can almost always go to when you have a parenting challenge. And then finally, I'm going to answer some listener questions using those steps so that I can show you how to apply them in real time. And we're going to first start with a quick mindfulness exercise because it can set us up to the place that we can be most open to make our wisest choices. (sighs) And also, it's nice to take a quick break and be present. (sighs) So let's start for a moment with just a little practice of arriving where we are. So find a posture in which you can be relaxed, but a little bit alert. That can be in a chair. It can be walking. It can be lying down. You can be even driving your car. Just if you're driving your car, make sure you don't close your eyes. If you're sitting on the floor, maybe sit on a cushion so that you can have your hips raised a little bit. It's a little more comfortable. 
You can also just stand anywhere, whatever way your body is comfortable and feels at ease on this earth. And making sure that you notice how your body feels, if you're holding in any particular spot, just let it go. Just pay attention. I notice that I'm holding my clenching a little bit in my hands. So I'm just going to let it go a little, ease it up. So this mindfulness exercise is about just being present and checking in exactly where you are. So when you're ready, see if you can take a look around just where you are. What do you notice? Notice the colors around you. Maybe try and name three things that you see. Right now, I'm seeing a light switch. I'm seeing my microphone. And I'm seeing my pup. So relax and let yourself just take in what you see. And when you're ready, bring your attention back to yourself right here. And if it's safe to do so, allow your eyes to close and relax even more fully. Let your cheeks be soft. Your jaw, if it's clenched, just let it have a little ease. (sighs) Let your shoulders relax and the arms and hands are resting easily. So you just arrive here with a sense of alertness and dignity and just presence. And now see if you can notice three sounds. I can hear the sound of my air conditioning. I hear some birds chirping. I hear my voice. So what are three things that you hear? And now if you notice, is there a sense of smell. Now, all of these things, senses, looking around the room, hearing, smelling, even the taste in your mouth. When you pay attention to those in the moment, it keeps you grounded in the here and now. And now just notice how your heart feels. What is the state of your heart right now? No judgment. Just where are you? Are you looking for support? 
Are you just feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling grateful? Are you feeling all of those things? Just notice your state of mind present right now. And again, feel your body, your presence. Take a deep breath in. These deep breaths and paying attention to just what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you feel helps you be present exactly where you are, ready to take on today's topic. And just something that you can do anytime if you're feeling like, wow, I'm completely distracted. I'm not paying attention to what's going on right in this moment. This can help you get back to where you are, right where you are. Okay. Before we start these steps, I just want to take a quick break to tell you about my sponsor. So school is back for a lot of people. One of the big things that parents talk about is how do I get my kids off their screens? How do I get my kids to play? How do I get my kids to stop wanting to play video games? And this is tricky, especially when you also want them to have independent play. So KiwiCo is a fantastic solution for those moments when you want your kids to play, but you can't sit and engage in play and you don't want them on screens. KiwiCo delivers monthly crates full of science and art projects perfect for kids of all ages who want to keep their imaginations active. So for example, if your child wants to play video games, how cool is it that KiwiCo has a create-your-own-video-game you're making the claw, you've got the characters, you're winning pom-poms. It's so fun and it's not on a screen. I mean, they will not believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo and neither will you because you're giving them tools to learn new skills, build new experiences and make new connections to the broader world. And KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together or doing your own thing and just knowing that your child is doing something super cool. So make summer, oops, make a new learning adventure every month with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code humans at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com, promo code humans. So now I'm going to go through these steps that are really easy to practice as a way to respond to pretty much anything that comes across your parenting table. And the reason that I want to go through these is because so often I know that you can't just get an answer to a question right away, but you have a conundrum going on or something on your mind, or you just wish there was a script 
And this is one that just helps you do it on your own. And this is based in science. I'm just trying to pull together the science and practical applications that have been around for longer than I have. So if you've looked at my Instagram, I've talked about finding your passcode to your own alarm system, which is the idea that for me, and this is very much, I'm a product of being a New York City gal, but living in New York City, I didn't have an alarm because I lived in an apartment building. And for whatever reason, I feel much safer in New York City in an apartment building with neighbors right next door than I do living in a house in California where I have an alarm system because I'm like, there's nobody around. So the first time I opened my door and I heard that beeping sound of the pass of the alarm that was not going off yet, but it was warning me if I don't punch the passcode in, it's going to assume that there's an emergency and an alarm's going to go off. So it's kind of like a slow beeping sound for about 15 seconds. And in that time, I realized it was such a great metaphor for our nervous system and our stress response, because there's this warning. There are multiple warnings that we get in our bodies that indicate we are about to quote Dan Siegel, flip our lids. And that's because we go into a stress response where we think there's a threat or we're going to be attacked. And so we need to go into protection mode. So if you can find the passcode in advance of that alarm going off, you save yourself all of the hassle of the police coming unnecessarily or the firemen coming unnecessarily because, oh, I'm not actually being attacked. There's no burglar. It was just, I didn't, you know, have the password to my alarm system. So it's the same thing with our interactions in our everyday parenting moments where it feels like a big threat is occurring, but actually if we can just remind ourselves that there is no imminent threat and we can figure out what is that passcode, which is often just taking a breath, we can make better choices. So the first step to solving any parenting conundrum, and the caveat here is, you wouldn't have time to take a breath if there was an actual threat. So if someone's life is in danger or you have to make sure they're safe from getting run over, that's a very different thing. These are about those everyday challenges that you need support to face, but they're not an emergency. So you first take a breath, always take that breath. It forces your nervous system to remember that there is no alarm that is necessary And then you can actually use your thinking brain, make wise choices. That breath is very important. So the first of these steps starts with a breath. And it's going to be seven steps that spell out the word balance. And that's just to remember. It's just for fun. So first take a breath because that rich neuroscience lets us know that breath is the passcode to your nervous system, knowing that there is no emergency, that there does not need to be a stress response, which means you don't have to do something 
reactively and you can actually do something with just a thoughtful response a few seconds or minutes later. Next is account for your own baggage. That's the A, account for your own baggage. So ask yourself, what is this moment about for me? Am I actually angry about something else? Is this reminding me of my own childhood? Is this setting me off because I'm having a bad day? What is going on that I'm seeing in my child's behavior that is shifted because of my own baggage? No judgment, just a reflection. So now you've taken a breath, you've acknowledged whether or not there's your own baggage, and then you can let it go. That's the L, let it go. Leave the big picture lessons for later. Try to let go of the baggage so that you're really just dealing with the here and now. And then you can A, assess the present moment. Gauge your child's state of mind. Where are they? Are they having a stress response? Are they open to being attended to right now in a way that they're going to learn Do they need touch? Do they need a hug? Do they need to calm down first? What do they need? Then N is notice. So you observe what's going on with your child's body and you ask yourself what your child is trying to tell you. Remember what Tina Payne Bryson and Dan Siegel coined that everyone else has used time and again, behavior is communication. So that behavior is information. Take it as information rather than taking it as something that is done intentionally for the purposes of driving you crazy. What information is it giving you? And then C, I have a feeling you can guess what C is, connect. Let your child know that you see them and you care about their feelings. Because we know that if your nervous system is now Calm down from your deep breath and your acknowledgement of your own baggage. So your ability to let that go and that you've observed what your child is telling you through their behavior, that you can connect with them so that you can get their nervous system to respond in a way that is more able to take in information. And you do that through connection, whatever that means, because we connect differently with different relationships. And then finally engage. Now that you're in balance, you can decide which response you want to throw your weight behind. Do you need to calm your child? Do you need to distract your child? Do you need to soothe them and then give them a limit or a consequence? Do you need to just give up? What are you going to do right now? If you have any situation, you go through those steps and you've done your work with your child and yourself in a way that is thoughtful, that is using your wise brain, not your reactive brain, and that is attending to your child's needs, including in those needs, whatever limits you're setting. So think about those seven steps that can take a minute, really, because in some cases it might take you You might need time. You might need hours. You might need to say, you know, 
I really need to think about what this behavior is communicating. I've got to take some time with this, or I really need to think, why did that set me off so much? So I'm not actually going to respond or connect or engage until I've sorted through that. That's okay. You have time. So before we start with listener Q&As, I want to take a quick break so I can tell you about my sponsor. Before you book any brunch, you look at lists of reviews, right? So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? With ZocDoc, you can see real verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not just a pinch more important than finding the right plate of eggs benedict. And ZocDoc makes booking appointments with a doctor that suits your needs and fits your schedule and is in your network, which is so important, and your neighborhood, super easy. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. And you can find pretty much every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten your teeth, fix your achy back, or get a mole checked out. ZocDoc has you covered. You can see real verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and your neighborhood. So go to ZocDoc.com humans and download the ZocDoc app for free and then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash humans. ZocDoc.com slash humans. That's zocdoc.com slash humans. So now I'm going to answer some of your listener questions with these steps in mind, because I want you to see how it really does apply to almost any scenario. Okay. So the first question I'm answering says, can you please help? My three-year-old hasn't been in daycare. So to help prep for preschool over the summer, I started signing him up for activities. I signed him up for classes that lasted only for about a week at a time. And after almost every class, we got a report back that my son didn't listen. We're disappointed that he was like this. What can we do when we aren't in class with him? How can we help get him ready for preschool and for kindergarten to listen and behave when we're not around? Thank you so much for taking the time. Okay, so let's use balance to answer this question. So first, when you hear that your child is struggling, it's no fun when, you know, if you've put your child in a class and the teacher's report is that they're not listening. So take a breath and remind yourself when you take that breath, This I find helpful for me. If it's not for you, feel free to throw it out. But I find it helpful to say, I'm not being chased by a bear. No one's being chased by a bear or a tiger. (laughs) And that's because our stress response is there to help us in situations where it actually benefits us to go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. For example, if we're being chased by a bear. But it's not helpful when we're not in a state of emergency. So taking a breath and reminding yourself you're not in a state of emergency, there is time to deal with this, can help offset that sense of panic. So you're taking the breath and you can remind yourself, this is a problem I want to deal with, but there's no bear. And then let's think about your own baggage here. So account for your own baggage. What is this bringing up for you that 
you're worried that your child is now not listening. And what I'm hearing in this particular case is this is a child that you decided in this question that you decided to not send to daycare and to have home care. And then right before this first preschool year is starting, you were worried that he wasn't going to be able to adapt to group settings. And so you put him in weekly classes to sort of work that muscle out. And so part of that baggage for you may be, and I'm totally winging it here, but it may be that you have questions about whether or not you made the right choice by not exposing him to larger groups, which if that is the case, then I just, I want to reassure you that that's absolutely, you know, care is wonderful in many different forms and it's not necessary to have a group setting before the age of three. But it also could be that it feels like this is the first time you haven't had control or been with him and he's not in your care and you don't know if they're getting it right when they're with him or if he's getting it right when he's in class and that might set you off. So just notice that and let that go. And now let's think about what is his state of mind? when he's in this setting. And it sounds like these were one-off weeks of classes. So he's just getting his bearings and probably not in a frame of mind to be a great listener. So that's a little bit of information because you can observe, you can notice that this behavior is giving you the information that it's not easy for your son and frankly for many three-year-olds to go into a new setting and figure out what all the rules are and be able to follow them. And in fact, sometimes because it feels very threatening or stressful, and I don't mean it's actually threatening because presumably this is a safe place that you've chosen with purpose, but your child may feel so overwhelmed by the sense of newness that it does feel threatening. And so he needs to figure out how to get his sea legs so that he can listen and can learn and have an open mind to knowing what the rules are and following those directions. So now you can connect with him by letting him know that you care about his feelings and his experience and that you notice that he's having trouble listening in these classes and you're prepping for preschool. So you might have started it this week, in fact, or over the next few weeks. And you might acknowledge it's really hard to go to a new setting and learn all the rules and be able to listen and pay attention. That's something that you practice, but that must've been really hard for you. When you took these classes, you can name the class. I know that was hard. So you're acknowledging those feelings. Let's figure out some ways that we can make it a little easier. So now you can engage with how to respond, how to solve the problem. So it sounds like, you know, you have yourself a child who needs help with transitions, needs a little warning and a little prep, what to expect in the classroom, what the rules might be. Perhaps you can do some of them at home, practice some of the same things at home so that He gets a little bit more fluent in the routines of the day and what's expected of him. And you can help him come up with some ideas about what he can do when he doesn't 
feel like he can listen or he's struggling or he's feeling overwhelmed. So you might come up with some ideas together. One thing that you could do, for example, is practice. If you're feeling like you're hearing lots of directions and you feel like there's lots of people around, sometimes it can help to smell a flower and blow out a candle. So you can pretend to smell a flower and blow out a candle. You can use your index finger to do that. So those are just practices. But the idea here is you engage together in some ways to move forward into the preschool setting where he's better prepared to know what's expected of him. We'll have an easier time with the transition because he knows what's expected of him and can practice those skills at home. And now a quick break so I can tell you about my sponsor. I love home design. It's such a fun, relaxing thing for me to think about and do. And how fun to be able to just change paint color in a powder room and get a whole new vibe. The problem is that paint is really hard to choose, particularly online. I mean, if you've ever painted your house white, then you know that even the color white has like 500 variations. Claire is a new online paint brand that makes paint shopping simple. Claire takes the hassle out of paint shopping with a streamlined selection of designer curated colors, mess-free, genius peel-and-stick paint swatches, and premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. We all want to create a beautiful home that reflects our personal style, and paint is one of the easiest and least expensive ways to totally transform your home and make it feel more like you. And super cool, Claire is a female-founded company, and its founder and CEO also happens to be an interior designer. Claire focuses on fewer, better colors, expertly curated through a designer's lens. So that pretty much guarantees that the colors are amazing. And like I said, even the color white, you can go to a paint store and find hundreds of versions. And Claire just curates it down to the best ones that are going to make the most sense for you. Visit Claire at www.clare.com slash humans to get started and receive $5 off your first gallon of paint. That's www.claire.com slash humans for $5 off. All right, here is another question that we're going to answer with these same seven steps of balance. Hi, Dr. Lisa. My two-year-old is struggling with bedtime. We recently transitioned to a big boy bed. We kept the rest of our routine the same, but he keeps coming out of his room. How do we keep him in his room? He also started waking up between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. and won't go back to sleep. Please help these exhausted parents. Okay, so I'm so sorry. It's so exhausting. And a couple of things that I just want to say for parents who have kids who are in this process or thinking about this process of transitioning from crib to a big kid bed, I say in quotes, which is not going to help this particular listener because the ship has sailed. But actually, it's really hard to have a kid under the age of three understand how to stay in their big kid bed and leave the crib. If you can help it, you want to push that transition off till they turn three. In this particular case, this does not help. So I'm sorry. I just wanted to mention for other people who are listening, if you can wait, please do put it off. But now for 
the child who is coming out. So first thing you can do, breathe, right? Remember, you're not being chased by a bear. You're just really exhausted. And accounting for your own baggage here, what is this moment about for you? Do you feel guilt or anger or frustration that you want sleep and you're feeling like you cannot take this anymore and you're losing your temper and what's going on? And let that go because it's so natural to get super frustrated. This is definitely a way to drive people crazy. And it's extra difficult because you're tired and you really also are worried about your child being tired. So when you assess the present moment of your child's state of mind, what are they doing when they come out of their bed? Are they scared? Are they just free? Is it that he's free right now and he just wants the freedom to come in and out? Or is he feeling distraught? What is his state? So I'm going to just make up a state because it will make it easier for me to answer this question, but you can fill in a different state and come up with a different approach. But the next part, notice to observe what's going on with your child's with his body? What is his state telling you? What information are you getting from this behavior? So let's say it's that he has newfound freedom and he really doesn't want to go to bed. He's feeling like he's missing out. So he keeps on visiting you. And when he visits you, you give him lots of attention. And that could be in the form of yelling at him. It could be in the form of cuddling with him. It could be in the form of reasoning with him. Whatever it is, he wants more of what he's getting. And he doesn't want to be alone in his room by himself, which is totally understandable. Who really does until you're our age and you're just like, oh, I just want to be alone in a room and have time to myself. Okay. So you're noticing this behavior is it, he seems a little bit like agitated and worried and wanting more of you and less of alone. So now connect with your child. And by the way, this doesn't have to be in the heat of the moment. You can connect during the day and talk about this. You can connect in that moment before you then move forward to engagement of what to do next. But you want to connect to let your child know you see him, you care about how he's feeling. So you might say before bed, I know this is challenging because it's a new bed and you used to be in a crib, and now you're in a bed. But this is where we have to stay. And now you might find it helpful to offer one of your t-shirts, a soft t-shirt. Or you might find it helpful to even record your voice singing a bedtime song. Or you might find it helpful to make a little box of you know, what a brave box, something that's things that he can look at while staying in his bed. So you're connecting to say, I see you. I know this is hard. This is a real challenge. And now we're going to solve this together. Lastly, engage in what to do next. So you can find a way to help him feel connected and safe and secure, even when you're not there. That's something like the brave box or your voice that you can put on record 
the brave box is there with your shirt and maybe a picture and maybe he has a lovey. And these are things that you can tell him he can keep in his bed or next to his bed. When he has the urge to come out, he can look at those. And also you can come up with a ritual. Maybe it's the kissing hand ritual where you kiss the palm of his hands and then he can put the kisses on his cheeks and say, mommy loves me or daddy loves me, caregiver loves me. And it doesn't wash off and it's there all night. And that's something that he can do every time he misses you. But what he can't do is come out of the bed and you're going to come check on him in another five minutes after you brush your teeth. Now, of course, time is not very meaningful at this age. It's more like you're saying you don't need to come out because I'm going to come back in. So it's much easier if you keep checking in and it's going to feel exhausting in the beginning. But if he trusts that you're coming back in and it only takes you, you know, at the beginning, if you meet him where he is, is he taking 30 seconds before he's coming out? Get in there at 25 seconds and say, thank you for staying in your bed. I came to give you an extra kiss on the forehead. I'll come back in after I get in my pajamas. So you keep giving reasons why you're going to come back in if and only if he stays in his bed. And that's what his job is. And your job is to keep checking on him. So you've now been able to keep him in the room and then you work your way out of the room in longer periods until finally he's asleep. And then this will go on over the course of probably a couple of weeks, but you're keeping him in his room as you spend less time in his room, which is much easier than getting him back in his room once he's out of his room. So we used balance there, those same steps for both of these scenarios. And what I just want to acknowledge is both of these are younger children's scenarios. So I'm going to do this again and we'll do it with older kids. But really it is the same throughout the ages. But we'll have another episode where I go through the same thing, but I will use some of the questions that you've sent in with conundrums that are for kids who are a bit older. And if balance is too many steps to remember, the short version of this, take a breath and ask yourself, one, did I honor the feeling that my child has? And two, did I make my expectations clear? And then you're good. You've done the shorthand version and that is absolutely good enough because remember, all feelings are welcome all behaviors are not. And that is how you can really answer so much of what's going to be thrown your way. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.